ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final Sad day here in Spruce Studios. One that will forever remain cemented in Vinyl Stanley's history. Because this is the last episode your boy Spruce will be in this version of Spruce Studios. Oh, you don't say. It will officially be getting bigger, larger, different setups. Instruments, possibly you. For those wondering, size does matter. It absolutely does. Uh, But yes, there'll be more space to move around. Maybe I'll stand up a little bit. I'm going to stand up right now because I'm presented by Vinyl Vinyl Stallion. (laughs) And shout out. So yes, it is a rememberable one here on Vinyl Stallions, but not just for that. Also, because we are going to be closing out our Women in Music album review series part two. And we've been diving through these uh, again we've choose six albums in our album review series to break down whether they're re- recommended by friends family strangers or just chosen by myself or clap but this was one that has been at least mentioned a couple times club and tell us uh, how this one got brought up um so this one has definitely been pushed by my father greg klepsig quite a bit and actually because of that so he listened to our our women in music part one series um you know last year when we did that and when we had finished it he, he you know commented that he liked the selections but he's like you know there's one that I really think you guys could have included. And he was like, Carol King. And he's like, specifically the album Tapestry. And I genuinely did not know who Carol King was. I'm like, you could be right, but I've never heard of her. Um, <laughs> and so when he made, when he told me about it, then the next day I listened to the album and it, it was pretty good. And so now here we find ourselves Closing out Women in Music Part 2 with none other than Tapestry by Carol King. Tapestry is the second studio album by American singer-songwriter Carol King, released in 1971 on Ode Records and produced by Lou Adler. And I feel like this was one of those albums where I knew a handful of songs, I just didn't know those song titles, uh, when I was going through them, a lot of them stood out. I mean, obviously, uh, she does Aretha Franklin's You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman mm-hmm. um, to end the album. But I don't know. There were a handful in there as well that heard in passing or stumbled upon that someone was playing. And it, you know what? It makes sense. I mean, this thing won four Grammys, including album of the year, song of the year, record of the year, 14 times platinum. That's insane. An estimated 30 million copies sold worldwide and just one of the best selling albums of all time. Yeah. And you think about it too, like we're talking 1971, the competition is absolutely brutal to to come out with a Grammy and an album of a year in 1971. Like, 
think about that. You're competing with like Led Zeppelin three, Santana three. Like you're you're competing with like some of the best Sticky albums fingers. of all time. Who's yeah. next? Yep, exactly. LA woman. Like, oh my gosh. The list goes on. Like uh I think Fly by Night by Rush, that album I think is from 71. Like, there's just amazing records that came out that year. Uh yeah, we we could go on and on and on. Um but only one one album of the year, and it's this one. Another fun fact, this album remained on Billboard charts for 313 weeks, which is second to only what album that remained for 724 weeks? Take your guess, Club. All right. Repeat that one more time. All right. So this album, Tapestry, remained on the Billboard charts for 313 weeks. Okay. That is second to another album that remained for 724 weeks. And again, think of the time period. Take a guess. I am going to guess Dark Side of the Moon. A ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Is it is that Dark Side? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I knew that album had some sort of record for like how long it remained on the Billboard top albums. So, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, Tapestry's right up there with it. Wow. Literally. I mean, it, it's insane how big that margin is. 700. 20 to what 313 but yeah the fact 313 that, still like what <laughs> like six years about like, jesus christ <laughs> that's nuts um but yes uh i don't know it's, it gives a soft rock kind of a pop feel throughout it all um is insane again you throw yourself in that time period as well as just a woman in music and again being able to just be a solo singing female artist and just absolutely come out with a ripper and it's 12 songs it's so perfectly well placed single disc Uh, yeah this was was good yeah that's true like we're talking about all the other great albums that came out in 1971 and almost all the ones we listed are like the bands are all males. Yeah, no, she, I mean, it's, it's fun to break down. I mean, we just obviously did Aretha a couple uh, episodes ago, but the impact that just these single women had in music, uh, especially during this time period, just set up, I don't know, paving way for so many to explode now in modern day music. And it's just been incredible to see, incredible to break down. And yeah, shout out to Papa Klepsig for recommending this one. First time going through it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is just like as solid as they come. Like I, there's definitely no songs that I dislike, you know, some are better than others, but at no point did I ever find myself like, looking at the time like oh when's it go to the next one or anything like that it's just it's as solid as they come absolutely is again 12 songs 44 minutes 33 seconds starts off with the number one song i feel the earth move two minutes 58 seconds and wow what 
just what a song and incredible way to start the album and i think not just with this song throughout the whole album what really really impressed me with carol king more so honestly than her singing is her piano playing ability i mean it just kind of drives everything and it i mean the the album in general is an interesting medium because where most rock music how it would use the guitar is kind of how carol uses the piano so you get you just kind of get a different medium that you're not getting from a lot of music in this time period. Oh yeah. I go to minute 27 on that song and you will just hear in between the chorus and verse, just exactly what club explained and club. This was one I a hundred percent recognized. Did you recognize this one when listening to it again? Um. Well, so when I listened to this the first time, no, I did not recognize the song. Like it, it was super groovy. So I, I mean, it immediately sucked me in. Um, but no, yeah, the, the, the first time I listened to this album, there was truly only one song that I completely recognized and was like, oh, I know this song. I just didn't know it was Carol King, but it was not this one. Yeah, so maybe this, I've been living under a rock. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember. I mean, it kind of feels like it was like a transition in a movie or something. When like, <laughs> it, it's a perfect song for that when you're going back into like something else. But I uh, love just the chorus part where she's like, "I you feel the earth move under my skin. I feel the sky tumbling down, tumbling down." Like the re- repetition and repeating that is just so so well done. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, one other person who I would shout out on this track is Danny Cooch, who is the guitar player on this track. The little blues licks that he adds are just like so tasty. Nah, great tone, great tone. But why don't we slow it down a little bit with number dose? So far away. Three minutes, 55 seconds. And with this track, we enter our first monster guest feature. So, Spruce, you hit me with a little trivia with the Billboard top albums. So, here's my trivia bit to you Who is playing the acoustic guitar on this song? Hmm, acoustic guitar. Um,. I don't know. Um, I guess we've been talking. Uh, I'll say Keith Richards. It is not Keith Richards, but it is the second best James Taylor. Oh, James Taylor. And for those wondering who the first best James Taylor is, go across the pond to the UK and look up James Taylor quartet. Okay. I might get, I might get raked through the coals for that, but James Taylor, the super popular, you know, fire and rain guy. 
Yeah, no, the guitar on that this makes song. sense. That makes sense on this song as well. Again, very, very kind of a mellow song. Lyrics expressing longing for a lover who is so far away. Mm-hmm. We also got Curtis Amy on the flute in this track. What about Amy Curtis? No, she didn't make it. <laughs> All right, well, we'll continue to number three. It's too late for Amy Curtis. Uh, it really is. But actually, she's back on this one. She's oh. playing the soprano sax. <laughs> Wait, isn't it Curtis Amy? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I have myself second guessing now. But Curtis. Yeah, yeah, Curtis Amy. Let's let's dive a little bit into him. So he played on the soft. Parade Doors album. Obviously, this album with Carol King played on Jazz Recital, Dizzy Gillespie album. So pretty accomplished woodwind musician, I would like to think. Um, and then earlier when I was saying there was one song off this album where I knew the song, I just didn't know it was Carol King or the name of it. It was totally this song. Yeah, when I was going through this, it, I mean, on Spotify, at least for numbers, like this is the most popular one. Um, but I, I don't know why I didn't recognize it. Um, and there was kind of a little bit of a goo pit in the middle of this thing. Oh, totally. <laughs> like they kind of, they kind of took us under. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very dreamy song, very catchy. And yeah, again, Carol's piano playing it's it's too good and then so there was actually no pre-release single so this is the first single off the album released two months after the album came out and this was we're talking 70s so single is not just something you click on your phone it's a physical disc so it's too late is the A side, and I feel the Earth move was the B side. So it says this was the lyrics were written by Tony Stern. Mm-hmm. And Tony told an author, Sheila Weller, that she wrote the lyrics in a single day after her relationship with James Taylor ended. Wow. I wonder how wonder how that worked out i mean i guess james taylor might have got the better end of that because he's on the album i mean i guess tony stern is kind of on the album but just as a lyric credit interesting yeah yeah i wonder if there was uh any beef i bet curtis amy was just in the corner just taking it all in a little fly on the wall yeah well all I have to say is So Far Away isn't the only song that James Taylor is on. <laughs> well, <laughs> this was the recording that won Grammy uh, for Record of the Year in 1972. And the song is included on the Rolling Stones 500 Greatest of All Time. And the song itself was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Who knew that you could do that? You could win a Grammy and then there's a Hall of Fame for Grammys. Dang. Yeah. I I did not know that. <laughs> no way. 
Nah, it's awesome, man. There's been a lot of different takes on this song as well, just different mixes and um like the, it says like the Isley brothers have this on their album Brother Brother Brother. Um yeah. Yeah, was, the Isley brothers love to do covers, so that honestly does not surprise me. Like I don't know any Isley brothers album that like doesn't have a cover on it. <laughs> I mean, they have their great original songs too, but cover here, cover there. Yeah. Well, we move forward to number four, "Home Again." Two minutes twenty-eight seconds, or twenty-nine seconds. Mm-hmm. And this one was cool at the beginning, uh, just because you hear it in one ear. Like I don't know, the production is just very well done, where you hear it in your right ear first, and it moves over your left. Oh yeah, yeah. The panning that is like yeah, excellent in this. And we do get our return of James Taylor. So he's two for four in song appearances at this point in the album. Another tasty touch is there is a acoustic bass on this rather than an electric bass which was in the first three songs interesting yeah this one's very much more raw a little bit more stripped down definitely uh, just carol's voice is definitely the main ass but i don't know the piano is like evenly loud with her right there so yeah both both done by carol (laughs) it's an all-in-one carol feature and Another thing I really like about this song is the drums and it's not like they're doing anything super complicated or intricate as far as the groove. Uh, The dynamics though are really I think what makes the drums in this song. And as I'm, I'm looking through each track, it's interesting. So there's, two main drummers that carol is utilizing on this album and so on this track it's russ kunkel on i feel the earth move and it's too late there's a gentleman named joel o'brien who's playing the drums and then so far away is also russ kunkel so we're, we're kind of split down the middle on songs that they're utilized for at this point Interesting. Well, let's continue to just an absolute bop sitting at number five. Beautiful. Three minutes, six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Very uplifting. Has like a nice drive to it. On the drums, we're back to Joel O'Brien. The gentleman who was playing like those blues guitar licks on I Feel the Earth Move, Danny Cooch, he is playing the congas on this song, so he's a man of many talents. I'm actually kind of blown away a little bit that this has a little, and again, 21 million is not a little amount by any means, but compared to some other songs on here, 21 mil streams on... uh, Spotify for this song surprises me. I mean, this was one I 100% knew. That freaking chorus is unbelievable. Where it's like, people gonna treat you better. Like, 
that is cemented in my head as a kid. Don't know where the hell I heard that from, but uh, <laughs> just an incredible, incredible song that I, yeah, well, this one takes it uh, very, very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, uh, it's it's as solid as they come. Definitely in the top half of songs on this album, in my opinion. Sorry, I'm just listening to like the chorus part again. I forgot how it ended, but it's but how she's like, "You got to get up every morning and with a smile <laughs> on your face." <laughs> like so good. It's so good it that is. I have to walk over, stare it in the face, and then do something with it. What are we doing, Clap? We're going way over yonder. Go with the flipper mode. So, way over yonder, four minutes, 43 seconds. We're staring at it in the face. What does it have to offer you, Club? Uh, so there's a lot of soul in this song. There's a full orchestra in this song. Like, I guess maybe full orchestra is a bit of an exaggeration, but there is a string quartet. Curtis Amy's back on the tenor sax. Joel O'Brien on the drums. So the scale's starting to tip in Joel's favor a little bit. Hooch is off the congos, back on the guitar. So th- this is a big track. Like this may, yep, confirm this. This track has more layers on it than any other track in the album. Yeah, we got backup vocals by Mary Clayton. James Taylor's back on the acoustic. So it, I mean, it really has everything. He's teeing off on those background vocals around like a minute twenty-eight in the song. Yeah. Just absolutely tearing it up back there. Um, so you staring in the face, Spruce. What does it have for you? Well, it's a long one. Um, I'm looking. Oh, that's a live track. Never mind. I was looking at the live track for a sec because I was like, the times aren't matching up exactly how long I see it, at least on the website I'm looking. But no, I mean, it. it the background vocals drill um, again the way carol can emphasize her voice is riveting to just raspy at some points and then just ways she can say certain words and it's unbelievable and then the fact that she's doing the piano over it blew my mind i'll have yeah. to do some more uh diving into carol king and her background after this Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the thing. So I listen to this album, but I, I still don't really know a ton about her personally. Um, one interesting thing. So it looks like her ex-husband, his name's Jerry Goffin. He wrote the lyrics for three of the songs. Um, and James Taylor was one who kind of convinced her not to just kind of dwell on those and to really focus on songs that she had written. She didn't completely take his advice because 
he is credited as a writer on at least two of them, but I guess I could give a little bit of background on Carol. Absolutely. And as a reminder, go check out Vinyl Stanleyans on all social media. We will be hosting our soiree of the Stanleyans coming up here on January 27th in Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to our sponsor, DMA, Ducharme McMillan and Associates, uh, presenting that event. So now, Club, give a little background on people on the proper way to flip a disc. So you go over to your record player, you grab it by the edges. You definitely don't want to touch the surface where your needle's going to be gliding over it because you got all these oils on your fingers and you don't want to touch the surface of the vinyl like a greedy little pig. You want to touch it by the side and then you flip. And then you, you flip. got a brush, which I'd highly recommend getting. You can get it on Amazon for like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, dust it off a little, spin, turn, turn on your record player, make it spin a little bit, but don't drop the needle. Utilize that to brush it. And then you flip to the B side where we begin with You've Got a Friend. And this is the longest song on the album. Mm -hmm. Five minutes, eight seconds. Yeah, and I feel like this one kind of has more of like a folky feel to it. And we got James Taylor back on the acoustic. Danny Cooch is back off the guitar, back on the congas, the man of many talents. And the string quartet is also on this song. Still not quite as many layers as way over yonder. Um, there's actually no bass on this song, which is really interesting. Uh, you've got a friend, one Grammy both for James Taylor, best male pop vocal performance, and King for Song of the Year. And so many artists, such as Dusty Springfield, Michael Jackson, and many others have done a take of this song on their own. And when you get other people trying out your song, that's when you know it's damn good. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that could arguably be one of the biggest compliments as a musician is somebody doing a cover of your song absolutely i mean like i don't know there's levels to the musician world i mean there's a the casual listener that pops it on the radio there's someone who really likes music and then there's people that are on the same level as musicians that play the music and are in their own creative headspace but the fact that and are surrounded by it every day but again the fact that mm -hmm your song stood out to them like that is ooh, that is a big compliment club absolutely so but yeah. a great way to kick off the b side yeah it really really is and uh this was definitely a one that stood out that i had heard before and it was actually at uh 
Carol King performed this song at uh, the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame introduction ceremony. Um, and that is actually where I remember the song from. Okay. But yes, we continue. And so again, this is a 12-song album, perfectly sided, six on the front, six on the back. So we are now on number eight, Where You Lead. Three minutes, 20 seconds. And this this one kind of picks up a little bit. You know, You've Got a Friend is a little bit more folky, a little softer. This one's a bit more upbeat, dancey. A lot of vocal layers, too. So Mary Clayton, who does the backup vocals on Way Over Yonder, and I feel like there's one other song. Nope, just Way Over Yonder. Um, so she's back on this one. Carol King also does a backup vocal track, obviously in addition to the lead vocal track. And then there's another lady named Julia Tillman who does a backup vocal track. This is a bop. Oh, yeah. Like, the intro to it is just cheesy, the back and forth play between the guitar and the piano. And then, yeah, it's just a vibe. I mean, this is a sunroof down kind of song. Yep. Back to Russ Kunkel on the drums, too. So we're at Russ 3, Joel 4. Whatever happened to Curtis? Curtis. Nope, no Curtis on this one. Cooch is back to the guitar. He just, he can't pick one, the Congos of the guitar. He's a Swiss Army knife for Carol King, yeah, with, with two attachments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of Inspector Gadget, man. You ever see that movie? Yes, I have. Oh, one of the, one of the few. <laughs> I remember. I remember when we were younger. Do you remember when McDonald's was doing Inspector Gadget toys with the Happy Meal, oh, and you yeah. would get like a piece of him. And so it's like you go there one day, you might get the torso, then you might get a leg the other time. I remember I wanted to go to McDonald's every day because I wanted to complete the thing. I'm like, look, mom, I only got the freaking head and an arm. Like, I I can't even play with this. (laughs) That's hilarious. Holy shit. We'll have to watch that one. One of these times, Clep, when you come up, we're going to listen to no music and we're just going to watch movies. <laughs> All right. One of these times we're going to stay away from the music, man. As long as we're not watching saw. <laughs> what? I'm not putting on saw. I'm going to put it on James <laughs> and the giant fucking peach. We're putting on rowdy shit like inspector gadget. All right. Anyway, number nine, Will You Love Me Tomorrow? Four minutes, 12 seconds. Now, we got a twist here. So there's two acoustic guitars. One, as one might guess, is James Taylor. The (laughs) other one 
is none other than Danny Cooch. <laughs> not on the electric, not on the Concos. Now he's on the acoustic. That's <laughs> these guys, these guys, these guys. I don't care about the guys, man. It's women in music. Let's break it down. Mm -hmm. Carol King composed this music. The words were written by Jerry Goffin. It was recorded in 1960 by the Shirelles at Bell Sound Studios in New York. Hit number one. And the song was first. The song was the first by an African-American all-girl group to reach number one in the United States. And Carol King brought it home in this version in 1971. Right on. And yeah, there is like a full chorus in this. Um, the Mitchell and Taylor Boy and Girl Choir providing the backup vocals on this. Wow. Russ Kunkel on the drums. So now we're at four apiece with Russ and Joel. So fun fact as well about Carol King. Uh, apparently she had a Broadway musical called Beautiful, the Carol King musical. And again, she named it Beautiful. Shout out to that song. It needs more street cred. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, I got to check that out. We We might have to check that out. I never said the movies can't be a musical that we watch. A musical. Think about it. Think about it. Let that sink in. Let just that sink it. in. I feel like we're just gearing up to go Don't off the it. fucking rails right now, but we're just going to try to stick on as much as possible for <laughs> Carol as we enter double digits. Smackwater Jack. Three minutes, 41 seconds. And so Smackwater Jack, we forgot to mention it when we were on track two. Smackwater Jack is the B-side to So Far Away, which is the A-side. And so those, there are only two single releases. It's Too Late slash I Feel the Earth Move, and then So Far Away slash Smackwater Jack. Um. Can you guess what instrument Danny Cooch is playing on this track? Everyone wants to know. Uh, we're we're going to go back to the Congos. Nope. He's on the electric this time. Oh, fucking Cooch. <laughs> and Curtis is back on the baritone sax. Um, Carol is also doing a backup vocal track in addition to her lead track. Got Julia Tillman and Mary Clayton back, laying down some backup vocals as well. I kind of like this. Like, she has like kind of like this core cast of musicians that she uses on the album, and it's familiar enough where, like, at this point in the album, you know, the names we've been tossing around, they they kind of have their own identity. Whereas, like, some of these other albums, it's like you have like five new people on every track and it's just like, ah, uh, who's this? Who's that? You just have some familiarity, but there's also enough diversity where you're still guessing. Joel on the drums. So now we're, we're five songs, Joel, four songs, Russ. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, we continue, though, to number 11, the title track, Tapestry, 3 minutes, 13 seconds. Yeah. And now this is interesting. Because, Spruce, what do you always say about the second-to-last track on an album? I say that's the one that just made the cut. And it's the title track in this case. Yeah, I say that, but then I'm like, I don't know how true my theories are, per se. But I don't know. In this case, it's not one of the stronger. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple I put on. This is definitely... This is... I, like I said at the beginning, all the songs are good, but this is probably in the bottom quarter of songs for me. Yeah, no, I mean, I would agree. It's, uh, yeah, very, like, again, slow one to lead you up to one that you may be familiar with. And again, songs records movies whatever sort of art you're doing has to have like highs and lows to make the highs feel really high and maybe that's what what was happening here yeah one other interesting thing about this track it's the least layered it's only carol there's nobody else on this track other than carol which perhaps makes it fitting for this to be the title track but it is just her singing her on keys nothing else yeah, so like uh I'm gonna put it in just like a live performance preface or pref preface right now of just imagine like a set, uh, you know how like there's an encore that happens. Sometimes a band will do like two encore songs or something, like Dave. Mm-hmm. Like they just like but that it's it's about that last song that they're gonna do. They they're like that's the one we're gonna tee off on. The one leading up to it is just kind of like bread and butter and I don't know. That's kind of how I feel like this song and sometimes how the second last track can uh, complement an album in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, because you you definitely want to send send it off with a bang. Exactly. But no, I'm sure this is somebody's favorite out there. Yeah. And what better way to send someone off with a bang with a nice little tasty Aretha Franklin cover. You make me feel like a natural woman. Three minutes, 49 seconds. What are the chances? Two of our women in music that we have done in this series are collabing for the final song of this series. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So we yep. did uh, Aretha Franklin's Who's Zooming Who, and we just can't get enough Aretha, so we had to pick Tapestry to make sure we could talk about this song. Absolutely. So originally recorded in 1967, so only four years before this album came out. It's not like a full revival. I mean, uh, which is interesting because usually when people do covers, and I guess for our sense now and nowadays is uh Recorded music is, has been around for much longer, so I guess you got a bigger pick of the pile. But interesting enough that only four years later, she decides to put her own twist on it and um, just kills it. Yeah, and so this is the same as Tapestry in the sense that it is just 
um, Carol on piano and vocals with the addition of Charles Larkey on bass. And yeah, I just kind of realized that we had not been talking about who's playing bass on any of these songs. And the reason for that is because it's Charles Larkey on every single song. The only question is whether he's playing a stand-up bass or an electric bass. But he is playing bass on every song other than Tapestry because there's no bass. And there's one other song that didn't have bass either. and I can't remember it. But every song that has bass, it's Charles Larkey who's playing it. Yeah, no, that it it is a unbelievable song that was a song that was actually inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame as well. So unbelievable that Carol, uh, I don't know, every single song I just see Mary J. Blige's version or someone else's version. Like the fact mm-hmm. that there are so many people doing these songs off this album, like. Maybe that's like where we heard these songs from, from someone else. I mean, it's. It could be, yeah. Like, I don't know. I've heard Carol King's name tossed around a bunch, but yeah, I think uh, we got to do a little bit of dive and uh, more about her. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to the women in music, man. These are fun to dive into uh, the array of different women and sounds that we have chosen for our 12 now albums that we've broken down over the two years of vinyl stallions is nuts. I, I just remember trying to pick the series with you club and you're just like, fuck it, run it back. Like, I mean, we have so many that we want to dive into right now from Chaka Khan and everything. So maybe we do part three. I mean, I mean, I can almost guarantee (laughs) choices are endless. (laughs) I can guarantee we'll do part three at some point, but Hey, Stampede out there. If you have any suggestion on what we should do for some album review series, again, we choose six of them. We've done debut albums. We've done discography of Red Hot Chili Peppers, specifically with John Frusciante. We've just done icons of music. It could be anything under the damn sun. And we're open to ideas because we're going to need a new one coming up here soon in 2024. That's true. Should we poll the people? The poll, the people eater. I don't know, man. Oh. If- before we forget top three i think they speak for themselves um uh in my mind they do Um, so we what was the there there was one that we had earlier in this series where we were completely aligned on all three i think it was the the aretha album i think i think you're right because that one only had eight songs so we were like i guess the chances are but all right, with this one, um, I'm going to go backwards. So number three is going to be You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Number two is going to be I Feel the Earth Move, and then the number one will be Beautiful. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're, I, we're close. We we have one that does not align. And it's so, the last one, and I'm going to guess yours. Okay. Is so, it? It's not, or it's too late? damn right <laughs> i saw you. The, the song's just so dreamy and yeah it it is a hit which normally i 
do not gravitate towards the hits, but for, I mean, this one I do. Uh, but the other two align then? You've been feeling like a natural woman, and then I feel the earth move? No, no. So not necessarily the same order. So I would go beautiful at three. I feel the earth move at two, and then it's too late is my favorite. Love it. Nah, man, this would be a fun one to get in a roulette scenario. Yeah, I've seen this at the record store a few times, and I haven't bought it because anytime I've seen it, the cover is just beat to hell. I'm like, nah, like I'll, I'll wait till I find a proper copy that's in decent shape. And I mean, yeah, next time you're in a record store, spruce check for it because it it's in like there's a lot of copies in circulation, so. There's a decent chance it'll be there. Of it. No, nope, but I'm will excited. there be a decent copy? Is the real question. That is the question indeed. But we'll see what we can do to manage to get our hands on one of those in the near future. But for now, we will press forward in the 2024 Stallions. Let us know what you want from us. Yep. And one more time, Soiree of the Stallions, January 27th. Beachland Ballroom and Tavern sponsored by BMA which stands for what Spruce? Ducharme, McMillan and Associates an extension of your tax department yep and oh, yeah. we got the Rain Akindo, Chalk Dinosaur Juniper, Apostle Jones the Ice Cream Militia we got Slag Genie, Abstract Sounds, and Cellophane Jane. So get your tickets now, folks. They're going hot, hot, hot. And, yes, you can get a discount if you buy in advance. So go check out on all socials, or you can just type in Soiree the Stanleyans into your Google engine, and it'll take you right there. But appreciate y'all. Clep, shout out to this music series. Carol King, shout out to your papa. And yep. that's about it. My name is Bruce. I'm Clep. And this is the final time from this specific studio of Vinyl Stallion. <laughs>